with the point that occurs here in volume 2, page 145, occurring as point number 122. So Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, he said, وَأَلَمْ رَحِمَكَ اللَّهِ أَنَّهُ لَا يَحِلُّ مَا لُمْرَئٍ مُسْلِمٍ إِلَّا بِطِيبَةٍ مِّن نَفْسِهِ وَإِنْ كَانَ مَعَ رَجُلٍ مَالٌ حَرَامٌ فَقَدْ ضَمِنَهُ لَا يَحِلُّ لِأَحَدٍ أَنْ يَأْخُذَ مِنْهُ شَيْئًا إِلَّا بِإِذْنِهِ فَإِنَّهُ عَسَى أَنْ يَتُوبَ هَذَا فَيُرِيدُ, فيريد أَنْ يُرُدَّهُ عَلَى أَرْبَابِهِ فَأَخَذْتَ حَرَامًا He said, Rahimahullah, and know, may Allah have mercy upon you, that the wealth of a Muslim is not permissible to take except for that which he gives willingly. And if a man has some wealth that was illegally acquired, then he is responsible for it. It is not permissible for anyone to take anything from him except with his permission. So perhaps he will repent and wish to restore it and wish to restore it to its rightful owner. And you will have taken something unlawful. Shaykh Fawzan, Hafidullah, he said in explanation, his saying, Wa'lam rahimakallah, أَنَّهُ لَا يَحِلُّ مَا لُمْرَئِنْ مُسْلِمٍ إِلَّا بِطِيبَةٍ مِّن نَفْسِهِ And you should know, may Allah have mercy upon you, that the wealth of a Muslim is not permissible to take except for that which he gives willingly. Himself is pleased to give it. Shaykh Fawzan said, a part of the respect that is to be shown to the Muslims is to respect their blood and their wealth and to respect their honor. Since whoever accepts Islam, then he has safeguarded his blood on account of Islam and he has safeguarded his wealth and he has safeguarded his honor. So therefore it is not permissible to transgress against the Muslim. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, كُلُّ الْمُسْلِمِ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ حَرَامِ دَمُهُ وَمَالُهُ وَعِرْضُهُ He, Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, All of the Muslim, to the Muslim, is forbidden. His blood and his wealth and his honor. In the footnote they mentioned, reported by Muslim in his Sahih, as hadith number 2564, from a hadith of Abu Huraira, radiallahu anhu. Then Shaykh Fazan quotes the further evidence, he said, and he, referring to Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he said, in his khutbah, in his address, during the farewell hajj, إِنَّ دِمَاءَكُمْ وَأَمْوَالَكُمْ وَأَعْرَاضَكُمْ حَرَامٌ عَلَيْكُمْ كَحُرْمَةِ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا That Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in his khutbah, his address on the farewell hajj Your blood and your wealth and your honor is forbidden for you forbidden for you to take 
just like the sanctity of this day of yours. The Shaykh said, meaning, Yamun Nahr, the day of sacrifice. Fi shaharikum hadha, in this month of yours. Shaykh Vazan said, meaning the month of Dhul Hijjah, the twelfth and last month, the month of Dhul Hijjah. Fi baladikum hadha, in this land of yours. The Shaykh said, and it was ennobled Mecca, Mecca the Honorable. In the footnote they mentioned this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari as hadith number 67 and Muslim as hadith 1679 from a hadith of Abu Bakrah radiallahu anhu. Shaykh Bawazan commented and said so the blood of the Muslim and his wealth and his honor is forbidden. So it is not permissible to transgress against the wealth of the Muslim nor to take it except for what the Muslim is himself pleased to give so if he gives permission regarding something from his wealth then it is permissible but as for taking it from him by force or without his being pleased, without his giving it willingly, or seizing it from him, or stealing it, or obtaining it by treachery, then it is haram, it is forbidden. Just like the, the forbiddance of his blood and his honor. And this is just as occurs in his saying, he the Most High, وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا أَمْوَالَكُمْ بَيْنَكُمْ بِالْبَاطِلِ Surah Al-Baqarah, the second surah, ayah 188, with the explanation. And do, do, not deny, and do not devour each other's wealth unjustly. He said, and his saying, he the Most High, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَأْكُلُوا أَمْوَالَكُمْ بَيْنَكُمْ بِالْبَاطِلِ إِلَّا أَن تَكُونَ تِجَارَةً عَنْ تَرَاضٍ بَيْنَكُمْ أو عَنْ تَرَاضٍ مِنْكُمْ إِلَّا أَن تَكُونَ تِجَارَةً عَنْ تَرَاضٍ مِنْكُمْ Surah Al-Nisa, the fourth surah, I-29 For the explanation O you who believe, do not devour your wealth amongst yourselves, do not devour each other's wealth unjustly except upon the basis of trade which is mutually agreed between you. Sheikh Vazan said many of the people do not care about this. Either he will kill his brother Muslim to take his wealth or he will take his wealth by stealing it by highway robbery by treachery, by deception in buying and selling. So he does not care about this. So he will take the property of his brother unjustly without his giving it willingly. All of this is haram, is forbidden. And is a kabira, is a major sin.
from the major sins. And he said, he's saying, وَإِن كَانَ مَعَ رَجُلٍ مَالٌ حَرَامٌ فَقَدْ ضَمِنَهُ And if there is some wealth with a person, which he has obtained illegally, then he is responsible for it. Shaykh Fawzan said, if he takes the wealth of his brother unjustly in any of the forms of taking it, in any manner of taking it, then he becomes responsible for it until he gives it back to its rightful person. Since, since things which have been taken unjustly must be restored to their people before death. Otherwise their people will take revenge on the oppressor on the day of resurrection. They will take recompense from his good deeds to the extent that perhaps no good deed, no good deed will remain for him. And then And then evil deeds will be taken from the, those who are oppressed and placed upon him. And he will be thrown into the fire and Allah's refuge is sought. In someone who has wronged someone, taken his wealth and the like, in this life, and if it's not dealt with in this life, then Yawm Qiyamah it will be dealt with. That the one who has wronged and, and take, taken the wealth, good deeds will be taken from him and given to those whom he wronged. And if the good deeds run out, then evil deeds will be taken from those whom he wronged and put upon him. And therefore resulting in the fact that he's only got no good deeds left, only evil deeds upon him, and he's thrown into the fire. Not all his refuge is sought. And the Sheikh said, so the wealth of the Muslim, whether you take it by seizing it, or by means of a forbidden transaction or you take it by force or by stealing then it will be a responsibility which you have to give back either in this world or if not then in the hereafter so, so pay attention to that it will be something which you are held responsible for and it must be paid back in this world or in the hereafter. And paying it back in this world will be easier for you than giving it back in the hereafter. And the Shaykh said, he's saying, فَإِنَّهُ عَسَىٰ أَنْ يَتُوبَ هَذَا فَيُرِيدُ أَنْ يُرُدَّهُ عَلَىٰ أَرْبَابِهِ فَأَخَذْتَ حَرَامًا So perhaps he may wish to repent and thus want to restore it to its rightful owners but you will have taken it from him I mean, you will have taken something forbidden if you, if he's illegally acquired this wealth and then you take something from him maybe he'll repent for what he did originally I want to give it back but he can't because you've taken it as the Sheikh said, and you will have taken something forbidden. Sheikh Fawzan said, 
So it is not permissible that you take anything which you know to have been forbidden, haram. And it will be a case of forbidden earnings because of a number of matters. Firstly, I shall mention three matters, three reasons why that will be illegal earnings for you. Forbidden earnings. If you take some of that forbidden wealth from him, it will be forbidden earnings for you on account of reasons. He mentions three reasons. Firstly, that you know that it is haram. It is forbidden. So then, how can you make it permissible when you know that it is something forbidden and that this person does not truly own it? Secondly, if this wrongdoer repents and he wants to return the wealth, then you have taken it from him. Then he will not be able to return it. Thirdly, that you will be one who is sharing with him in the crime and in the oppression. And that's where Shaykh Barzan ends explanation of this point. And just very briefly, before moving on, then Shaykh Salih al-Suhaymi, he mentioned at this point, he mentioned some speech, and from that he mentioned the importance of sticking to that which is lawful and keeping away from that which is forbidden and that doing so is a reason for supplication to be answered and that indulging in that which is forbidden is a reason for supplication to be withheld and not answered and he gave the evidence Shaykh al-Suhaymi mentioned the evidence he said Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas radiallahu anhu said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam O Messenger of Allah Make supplication to Allah that Allah should make me one whose supplications are answered. So he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, Make your food lawful. Then you'll be one whose supplications are answered. Shaykh Saimi commented and said, meaning keep away from forbidden things. Keep away from forbidden things. And then you will be one whose supplications are answered. <laughs>